Hallelujah. Praise the Lord, saints. Amen. Heavenly Father, we do ask your blessing on this Bible study in the precious name of Jesus. Amen. How's everybody doing? That's good. Before I get uh, going up here in the Bible study, let me go over a few things. Um, you know, even though we're here, it's kind of convenient. Convenience for a lot of us when we when we live here on the community to have a, a you know your pastor sitting right here in front of you. At the same time, it can be a hindrance for me because if I get by the time I get finished dealing with everybody and their individual little things and stuff like this, and then how much time do I got left to prepare for God or to do the things I need to do? I mean, you think about it. If I've been, let's say if I leave here at 7 o'clock or 5 o'clock or 6 o'clock in the morning, I don't get in until 3 o'clock in the evening or 4 o'clock in the evening, you come knock on door 4.15, what, what time does they leave me for anything? Am I starting to make any sense? Usually when I get home, I like to take up at least an hour or two to get myself ready, I mean, prepared for all the things that has taken place since I've been gone. Does that make sense? You know, I'm not like some of the other ministering brother around here. I have to be instant in season, out of season. I got to be ready to preach every time. I got to be ready to teach every single time without fail. I mean, the brethren have liberty to preach and teach. You know what I mean? But I have to be ready all the time. So... You, on Bible study, especially on Sabbaths, at least two hours. If I'm in the house two hours, I mean, I usually shut down what I'm doing, whatever I'm working on. And I'll say, all right, see you later, brother. I'm going to get ready for, for Bible study. Or I'm going to um, uh, prepare, see what God has for his people. And if I get four or five knocks in between now and then, all the way up until about 15, 20 minutes or 30 minutes for Bible study, what time I got left for God? I mean, we need to consider that. Don't you think we need to consider that? You know, that's the reason why this, this ministry is called straightway because we deal with the things that people refuse to deal with, and that's the issues of life. Y'all haven't noticed that about this ministry? We deal with the heart of man, and we don't make any, I mean, come on, we don't apologize for that. Because every single one of us beg and, and, and cry all the time and, and cry out loud. We wasn't never taught. We never heard that before in our life. My mom and daddy didn't teach me. We didn't grow up that way. We missed out on so much and got. Anybody in here? Hmm? You know, so then when you start getting it, all of a sudden the thing that you buried, well, you, you think you long for, all of a sudden you don't want it no more. Boy, we something, ain't we? Yeah. 
Now, I got to say this to everybody as a whole because some people got enough sense to know better, and then some people don't. And I'll say it again. The people that know better, that have sense enough to know better, they'll take it to heart, and, boy, they'll get beat up by them. People that don't, they'll still go on their little selfish ways. Like it ain't never. He, he must have been talking about somebody else. We see that happen all the time. Now, around here on the community, I'm setting up um, special orders, but we seem like we don't want to uh, deal with that thing. Or I don't know, we think that Pastor Dow and Sister Carol got the answers for everything. There's a lot of things, like I told you. It, it, I told you, I said, on the land, you ask Brother Doug. Y'all got something you want to know what's going on? I told how many times have I said that? Go to, Brother Doug is the wisest man besides me here. Look at him looking at him. Now, you all understand, I could care less if you, I don't care about your opinion on that. I didn't take a vote. Make no difference to me, what you think about it or not. The man demonstrates more temperance than any man here. More soundness, more maturity than any man on this community. Yeah, he does. More submission. Look at them all looking at me. He he like some of us in, in one season, out the next, and in one minute, out the next. The brother does. The brother has a soundness about it. That's why I say, go to Brother Doug. And if it's something that I need to, to know, to know, to know, Brother Doug, he'll, he'll get to me. He'll get to me. Now, he may not get to me the way you want to get to, because, you know, yours may be a pressing issue. But to him, it'll be pressing whenever he get to it. And some of us can't stand that. Now, if we're out on land, you see me out, that's the, I told you a thousand times, saints, that's the opportunity. You can talk to me at any time you want. Have, have I? Have I not? But if I'm away from his land, if I'm in that house, getting ready to, trying to hear, it's difficult trying to hear from God today when we got all these distractions, though. And purpose, me, I got a fear coming up here. Not you. I have a fear, personal fear. Because I know what the book says about people who stands up here. You know what it says about people standing up here, Brother Shane? You, Brother Mike? You know what it says about men who stand up here? You shall receive a greater condemnation. Yet you better believe. Anybody want that? Because what if you get up here and minister to somebody your own wicked heart? I've seen people use the pulpit for whooping posts. Trying to verbally abuse somebody because uh, they couldn't get their issue and point over to them personally. Or they wouldn't, they wouldn't be a man enough to go do it so they would use the pulpit as a whooping post. Y'all ain't never seen that before? I mean, I, seen, I remember seeing one guy did that and I, quite, I didn't tell you about it because it was none of your business. But I actually went to him, I said, you're going to go to hell. 
He looked at me, what are you talking about? I said, man, what the hell wrong with you? You ain't got no fear of God sitting up there trying to sit up there and beat up and browbeat somebody behind the pulpit. You ain't got, that's all the fear of God you got? I said, do it again and let me sit there. Let me be in the congregation and you do it again. I'll expose you, devil. And that wasn't anybody here. That was at another community. You know, because I'm a man of God. man of God no matter where I go, right? If you're a believer, you're a saint. You're a saint no matter where you go, saints. You can't just put on Christ and then put him on and take him on put him off one minute. You're, you're a believer no matter where you go. You're an ambassador for the kingdom of God, and you have to conduct and carry yourself as such. Because whether you know it or not, people got their eyes on you. And, and the way their eyes are usually are, are centered on you is they're looking and waiting to see if they can find some fault. They're not looking to see if you, if, if you got anything for them to help their old wretched soul. And it usually takes a little bit of time before the cardinal mind and man can figure out that, hey, this person, man, I, I see what everybody else is saying, but man, this person, this is the best person I've ever seen in my life. But you got to maintain and hold a standard for a little while so that they that are in darkness can see a light. Because Jesus said, you are the light of the world. And that carries a great weight and responsibility. And you may not care too much about your light. But I care a lot about the light that I shine. Yeah, I do. And I also care about the type of flavor that my salt has, too. I kind of like it when people um, kind of turn their nose up and get that sour look on their face when I'm around. Love it. That's probably the first time in their life they ever paid attention to anything. Get them to think. Later on, they'll come repenting after they figure out what you were standing for and who you are. But until then, you got to endure hardness as a good soldier. See, that's wisdom. Because, you know, we're ready to put forth the finger. So, brother and sister, you know, I never make any apologies for holiness, uprightness, integrity, honor, truth, sincerity, godliness, and temperance in the Holy Ghost. Because that's the way we're supposed to be at all times. At all times. Those nations out there, the world out there, they're supposed to have a fear of us because of who we, who we are from and what we stand for and who we serve. They'll be very careful how they approach you and how they deal with you. They really will. If Jesus is, is really living in there. And you sisters, whether you like it or not, you younger sisters, the Bible says, the Bible says, let the age women teach the young. Am I in the book, brothers? Am I, do I have to go and turn there? And, and the young women don't even want the age women to teach them nothing. Oh, hallelujah. Well, I tell you, did I say something wrong? See, this stuff, it, it's probably foreign to our ears. We know it's in the book. It's probably just shocking us to hear it. But you, you women folk need to start going to women. The only ones outside this community that, that I 
that I talk about it, that they come anytime they want to talk to Sister Carol now to people who don't live here. Because all you have been here five years plus, you done had your time and opportunity, and then you get it anytime you want. So don't sit there and be selfish and inconsiderate when you got these brand new babes in Christ who've been in the Lord in a straight way for one year. And you're going to consume and take up all of their Holy Ghost time. They weren't around to take up your time. And by now, there's a lot of things, especially after five years, I'm using that as a minimum. Especially after five years, you should be finished with it and never have to even deal with it again. It should have been put to rest, dead and gone. Now, we got plenty of known Jesus for a while, but they haven't known the straight way for a while. The Bible says, straight is the way, narrow is the gate, and few there be that find, and they just happen to find the straight way. And so there's a lot of things that they got to eat from Paul Paul table to make sure they get all the good stuff in them. Because you don't want, you don't want, uh, bring tears up here, brother. Bring, bring tears up here, brother. You don't, you don't want this little baby right here. This little bitty baby right here. They're going to mom and dad. You don't want this little bitty baby. I'm sure they don't want this little baby right here to eat from any other parent. Amen. They, they, they know what they're going to put in her, but they don't know what you're going to put in her. It ain't no way that, that she's going to want to sit up there. She'll eat from anything. seven, eight, nine years old. Amen. And you ask yourself, who in the world would you want? Who, who would you, why would you even want somebody to even listen to some counsel when you acting like that? When you can't even submit yourself to the word of God. So if you wonder why people certain times resist you, people got sins just because they, they've been saved just maybe a year or two don't mean they ain't lost their mind. Folk do got sins, boy, the world did teach us something. Yeah, you stay away from that one. That's a hypocrite. 
Uh-oh. Amen. You still happy, Brother Juan? All the time. All the time happy. Yes, sir. Brother Juan, Walt Passage Boy. I am happy. I said, I show in hell, ain't. I had to pretty much waste the whole day trying to get some scratches out of the car. Slave laboring over something I shouldn't even have to do. Now, mind, we're talking to almost 95% grown folk in here. Amen. I tell you what, I'm gonna make a promise to you. I'll make a promise to you from this day forward right here. I, I, I usually have a lot of long suffering, but you, you keep on getting out of God's order and just some certain order and perspectives. I'm gonna put you in your place real quick. That you better believe. I'm gonna send you to the right place, but you are gonna do God's will. While you're here, you are. Yes, you are too. Because what you've been doing ain't working. No, it ain't. It ain't working. You know, I, I, you, when you look, at, you look at Ed and Cindy, I'm going to use them two for an example, all right? Ed and Cindy, all right? Well, they, they're kind of like in the middle. When it, well, they number one other couple older than y'all. That's mom and dad down, right? Because the rest of them are widows. Are they the oldest couple in here? Yeah, they're close enough. All right, Ada, you, you look at them. And I, and of course, you know, they kind of spend a lot of time around Sister Caroline. And I say, let me ask you something. And I want you to be honest, too. I said, tell me something. Well, what do you want us to tell? I said, tell me something. Tell me, tell me a fault, shortcoming, an error, or something ain't right. You, you won't offend me. Tell me something. Did I not ask y'all that some time ago? Brother Ed, your memory about like Sister Carol's, isn't it? <laughs> I, said, I, I said, from what you know, because since you've been here, you've seen the good, the bad, and the ugly, whatever that is. And they say, well, I, I just don't see too much. I said, good, because you know what I just got finished doing? Now, I didn't tell them this because they don't know. They wouldn't even understand, though. I just got finished setting them with the least, least esteem in the church to judge. Amen. You can't get your informants to judge because you're judging with hypocrisy. Amen. Am I in the book? Am I in the book? Does not the Bible say you set them which are least esteem in the church to judge? Because they'll do it without partiality. Without an underlining motive. Without hypocrisy. Without trying to know the way you were 20 years ago. They'll judge righteous judgment. You can't, you can't do that with Mike and Melinda because they're a little bit more seasoned in church. 
they understand a little bit more about church and, 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 and um, the ways of God than um, Ed and Cindy did in holiness. I'm talking about in the holiness way. Now, as far as both of them understanding about God, but they, all, they got that. They understood that. But there's a difference between a Methodist way and a Pentecostal way. There's a difference between a Baptist way and an apostolic way. There's a huge difference. One believes you need the Holy Ghost, the other one don't. One believes you must be baptized in the name of Jesus, the other one don't. Somebody said, what's the big deal about baptism, baptism in the name of Jesus? Baptism in authority. It's authority. There ain't no authority in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. Because there ain't no the name of the, that ain't no name, Father. His name is Jesus. And then you turn around, you watch the wisdom of God. He turned around and used again them a least esteem in the church to draw them who think they knew everything. Did I say something wrong? I just, he did turn around and use the witness and testimony of them. That's how God does things. The world say mysterious ways. Yeah, no mysterious way. But I tell you what, boy, I tell you what, after five or six years, especially six years in deliverance, boy, that, that should be some serious changing. And I tell you something, you got a love affair with the devil. And you flat out just love him. You love his nature. You love everything he is about. You love the way he make you feel. And you better get rid of that nonsense. Because after all this time, if deliverance ain't work, it, it's all, it all has to do with your will then. Yes, ain't, God is not chargeable. Right. If deliverance ain't working, it's just you. Yeah. And I told you, that's one thing that God ain't going to fool with with any man. And that's, just, that's the will of man. He will not fool with your will. He ain't gonna fool with your will at all. Well, I guess this is our season for reproving and rebuke, huh, Granny? Huh? It's been that way there for, for a little while, hadn't it? Hmm? And some of us still choke on that. Let me let me let me let me read you the word. Read your word. Say, tell you what the word said. Before we before I get going here, it ain't gonna take long to go over what I need to go over here real quick. I'm gonna go to Proverbs 8 right here. I need to listen to what the word says. No, I'll go Proverbs 9, verse 7. He that reproveth a scorner get to himself shame. See, the shame is not a reproof. The shame is the response. A person won't know they are scorning until they get an opportunity to respond. The reproof got to go for first. And then when you find out when the proof go for, you find out if the person is a scorn or not. Amen. And they should find out. Amen. And he that rebuketh a wicked man getteth to himself a blot. Reprove not a scorner. Look at the admonishment there. Reprove not a what? Scorner. A scorner. What in the world?
Lest he hate thee. Now you know you don't want nobody hating you. Anybody know what a scorner is? Brother Rich, what is a scorner? That's a good idea. That's a good definition. And because he's taken upon himself to be a judge, he's already, if he's scorning, he's already showed himself to not be wise. Because you can rebuke a wise man and he'll still be wiser still. A rebuke of a scorner, man, they'll attack. Rebuke of a wise man, whether you be a fool or a man of wisdom, he's constant. You don't get that retaliation spirit. Not with a wise man, you don't. You know why? Because he's wise. But a fool, man, they'll shut up and they'll, they'll cut a fool every single time. And rebuke a wise man and he will love thee. Isn't that something? And he will still, no matter what, he will still love you, but a scorner won't. A scorn of love is based on conditions. If the weather's right, and you know I ain't talking about no weather either. And we know that wisdom is the principal thing, is it not? Does not the book say the wisdom is, wisdom is the principal thing, brothers and sisters? Is it not? See, even in hearing this, we need to be careful about how we deal with our, you know, you got to understand, whether you got a husband or a wife or a friend or a brother or a sister, a child or whatever, you know, you have to be careful and be very careful how you deal with each other because you're dealing with the children of the king. You understand that? You got to be very wise how you deal with each other. You just can't be popping off and doing the way you do out there in the world. And that man should have been dead a long time ago. Crucified. Yeah. Yeah. See, we was at Church of Christ. What's her, what's her name? Kelly? Now, Kelly don't go to Church of Christ no more, did she? Did she tell you I waved at her this morning? Yeah, she told me. She did. I was wondering if she could see the, the superhero, what is that? Tom, Pastor Tom said, superhero black man going down the road. <laughs> I thought it was her. She drives that black car, right? When I was coming over your house, I waved, and I didn't know she's out she couldn't remember what presumptuous was, but she could remember that was me waving over there. The word presumptuous. Anyway, give instruction to a wise man, and he will be a fool. He'll be what? He'll be an idiot. He'll be a presumptuous, self-willed bigot. What did it say? Man, we hate to say it too, boy. He can't get it out of there. He will be wiser. Isn't that something? Isn't that something? You know why? Because a wise man learns from everything. A wise man ain't looking for no offense. A wise man who has wisdom and understands his words right here, he knows that he's trying to do everything to gain by love. Is that right? Because you can have faith and hope all you want, but if you ain't got charity, you ain't got nothing. And what's the real issue and the problem today? Real, true, genuine, unfeigned love for the brethren. That's some good preaching. We'd empty out Kelly's Church of Christ. 
They or either able to kick me out by them. Teach a just man, and he will increase in learning. Just mean a righteous man. The Bible says, man, you know something? He would actually increase in learning. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and the knowledge of the holy is understand. The knowledge of who? The holy. Of the who? The, holy. the profane. The unjust. No. The nitwit. No. Is understanding. Now, understanding means you wouldn't think, I mean, come on, after hearing the way my delivery is, man, who in the world consider Pastor Dow to be holy? It is my job to feed with knowledge and understanding. Somebody got to be a pastor. Jeremiah was, so somebody got to be. According to Ephesians, the fourth chapter, somebody got to be. Somebody got somebody got to be an apostle. Somebody got to be a prophet. Somebody has to be an evangelist. Somebody has to be a pastor. Somebody has to be a teacher. Somebody got to be a mother. Somebody got to be a sister. Somebody got to be a brother. Proverbs 8, 13, the fear of the Lord is to hate evil. And the first thing you need to do is point to yourself. Pride and arrogancy and the evil way and the forward what? Mouth do I hate. Anybody know what a forward mouth is? Bro Rich, bro Rich, hot tonight. Go ahead. A perverse mouth. Give me a definition of that. Yeah, a little underlining motive. Exactly. Yeah. Hallelujah. So wisdom have built a house, and we need some wisdom. And I'm telling the truth, brother and sister, after about five or six years of flat out being in nothing but, um, and I know as I just say deliverance, just that, that's just that part of ministry alone. Man, what, how holy should we be as a people? You answer the question for me. Hmm? Answer the question for yourself. I'm very careful about guarding sheep. You know, Jesus got sheep. And y'all seen that picture we got a sheep that got a wolf face. The only way the enemy gets in here is if you let him in here. The enemy just ain't going to pop and appear over in that corner. If he do, we know how to deal with that. Because that's how much authority Jesus has given us. We're going to go to Psalms 84 verse 11. 
I hope you're still happy. I tell you one thing though, y'all really, y'all really need to uh, give some consideration for a lot of things. I'm serious. For the Lord God is a sun and shield. The Lord will give grace and glory. No good thing will He withhold from them that do what? To them that walk contrary. To them that kick against. To them that walk stubbornly, to them that are full of ill will, to them that walk, no good thing will he walk, no good thing will he do what? Withhold from them that do what? That walk uprightly. Now if you feel like something's good being withhold from you, then you need to check your walk. See, it always points back to us, brothers and sisters. I keep telling us, a lot of times we got trials personally tailor-made for us, and we don't understand the trials because we're too busy putting forth the finger. Years going through the same thing over and over again, and then one day a coconut will fall on top of your head, and maybe you'll wake up and say, you know what? Man, I've been wrong all this time. You sure have? And you just getting the revelation? Think about all the undue stress you had if you caused upon others through your ignorance. At least try to understand. Because I can tell you, in this generation we're living in now, depending on everybody else to be holy and understand us, man, that spirit is gone. It's getting some gone real quick. You don't believe me? Look how impatient. Even the saints are among with, uh, with each other. Impatient. I mean, pace is running small and thin. Can, you can imagine what it's like out there. This is pretty bad out there. Hey, hey, Sister Ashley, do you see patients running thin out there? You know, there ain't none. Ain't none running. Man. And the Bible said, let patience have her perfect work. In other words, you allow it to take place in your life. And patience, just like the Holy Spirit, it's only going to move where it's welcome. Because it's an attribute of God. And God doesn't impose himself on anyone. He will make himself known unto you. If you want to hear his ain't no escaping, if you want to escape and stuff, he'll make it miserable for you. But the Bible says let patience have a perfect work. And in your patience, you possess your soul, your mind, your will, and your emotion. And what's going crazy more than anything nowadays? At all these years of teaching on mind, will, and emotions, teaching on intellect, we're still struggling with it. If there's anybody upon the face of this planet earth should have an understanding about the thoughts nowadays, how much of a reality they are, it should be us. It should be us. The Holy Ghost has made sure that he has not left us in the dark when it comes to this war. 
Amen. We're going to talk about jealousy just for a moment, all right? We're going to number 16, verses 3 through 10. Number 16, 3 through 10. Now, y'all know the story a little bit about Korah, Dathan, and Abiram, right? And you know that Korah, Dathan, and Abiram, boy, they had some wicked, wicked ways about them, did they not? Hmm? But the Bible says this. Look what it says. Look what it says now. And they gathered themselves together against Moses. Were they for Moses? They walked in agreement with him. They prayed for him. They gathered themselves against Moses together. Three of them. Is that right? And Aaron. And said unto them, look what he said. You take too much upon yourselves. Isn't that something? You take too much upon you seeing all the congregation are holy, every one of them, and the Lord is among them. Wherefore then lifted ye up yourselves above the congregation of the Lord. Now, isn't that so? What kind of talk is that? What kind of talk is that? Hmm? Yeah, that's right, brother. Envy. That's that's the kind of that's the voice of envy. Y'all hearing this? That's the voice of envy. You know, nobody can't do nothing that God's commissioned them to do without some voice going contrary to what they're doing. Some voice trying to attack what they're doing. Some voice trying to discredit what they're doing. That's envy. All right, watch this now. Look at this, look at this. And when Moses heard it, he fell upon his face. Isn't that something? Not today when we hear, we just get grieved. If you, are, if you have understanding. Huh? And he spake unto Korah and, and to all his company, saying, Even tomorrow the Lord will show who are his. But man, I, you know what? I even got a way I usually say that nowadays, too. Hmm? And, I, and I try to use a, a very cordial, what's that word mean? A who? A lie. Oh, polite. I figured it wasn't that. Cordial way of doing it. And my way is this. Whatever you do in secret, you can testify all you want. Hook a Messiah, none of the All you want. And we don't see nothing coming from the Holy Ghost from it. We know what you're doing. The Bible said, whatever you do in secret, the Lord will reward you openly. And it's always a reward for the saints to do the will of the Father. It's always a reward. One of the greatest taste and see we can get in this world. Now you got to categorize what is doing the will of the Father. Because if you don't do that, boy, whoo. Offense is lying at the door. See, that's what I'm talking about. That's the stuff we should be passing. I'm glad somebody don't, some, some of us don't have that channel. But it is the truth. Now, Moses kind of showing out here a little bit, isn't he? I mean, they're already thinking that he's taking too much upon himself anyway. So Moses said, I'll tell you what, we're going to find out what the Lord says about all this. Forget what I say, forget what you say. We're going to see what the Lord says. Yes, sir. Is that right? Yes, sir. Huh? 
Then he said, look at this, in the sixth verse, this do. Take you census, Korah, and all <clears throat> his company. Now, first of all, with them already being envious, it'd be, it'd be, it'd, it'd be any wonder if they even did that. Because usually an envious person don't want to receive an instruction. <clears throat> and put fire therein, and put incense in them before the Lord tomorrow. <clears throat> and it shall be that the man whom the Lord doeth choose, he shall be holy. Ye take too much upon you, ye sons of Levi. And Moses said unto Korah, Hear, I pray you, ye sons of Levi, seemeth it but a small thing unto you, that the God of Israel have separated you from the congregation of Israel. Now that's what amazes me. That, that throws me at that. You know, let's just put it, you know, to bring about an understanding, let's just put it right here, okay? Let's put it right here. Alright? Let's say you got, we'll use a talent John. They say they the priest of the Lord, Moses and Aaron, who God has chose. And they're doing the work of the Lord. All right? Y'all got that so far, right? Okay? And um, we just read right here that Moses said, you folks think it's a small thing. Now, you think about it. God chose everybody in here out of that world to come into his marvelous light. And you think that's a small thing? That's how Moses is talking to them. Except he didn't choose them from the world. He chose them from the stock of Israel. And set them up there. I mean, in charge of the priesthood. I mean, he put them up there. What's that communicating? That's communicating. Envy usually runs in authority. It runs in other places too, but in this instance. These people set up. And then look what he says right here. Look what he says right here. To bring you near unto himself to do a service of the tabernacle of the Lord and to stand before the congregation to minister unto them. And he hath brought thee near to him. And all thy brethren, ye sons of Levi, with thee, and seek ye the priesthood also. In other words, you ain't content with what God has already given you. And now you want to be me and you want to be Aaron. What in the man? God didn't choose you to be Moses and Aaron. Be content. Oh boy. Cordate and the beer were wicked as hell. Yeah, they were. They were the devil while they were sitting right there in the priesthood. They did. Satan entered into them. And of course, we know the rest of the story, right? These men actually hated Moses and Aaron. And they hated them because they wanted their position. And that's what envy does. It wants something that it can't have. That's what envy does. It sets down in lust after and it longs for something that is forbidden. All right now. And envy is the one that led them to speak against Moses and Aaron. Why? Because they wanted that position. If God wanted them to have that position, God would have gave it to them. And what's amazing is, out of all the tribes of Israel, he turns around and gives them the cheapest, most responsibility. And that wasn't even good enough. 
Sound like Satan, don't it? I would be like the most high guy. Ain't that what that pig said? Wasn't good enough. He wanted to be like the most high. Bible said with another, not another creator, not another creature, even nowhere near close to what, what Lucifer was. And that still wasn't good enough for him. You know where that spirit come from? Come straight from straight from Satan himself. Amen? Amen. Hey, let's fast forward here. Now let's go to Psalms 106, verse 16 and 18. I see y'all doing some writing, so y'all must be learning something. You know, the reason why I go over stuff like this is because I want, I want your ears to be tuned in because you hear a certain voice responding and talking a certain way, you need to know what spirit that is. Yes, sir. That's the reason why we go over this stuff, because we want your minds informed. We don't want any of God's people being taken advantage of by any demonic spirit. No matter what voice, no matter what sound it's coming from. Amen. Jesus was so acutely in tune to the spirit realm that he knew when, when Satan was talking through his own disciples. Amen. And he still loved them. But he sure knew when the, when the enemy showed up. Amen. And we need to be that way amongst one another. Yeah. Amen. So we can be our brothers and our sisters keeper. Yeah. But I can tell you another thing. If we don't sit up here and start getting about our father's business and get this brotherly love and allow this thing to continue, we're going to destroy each other. That's right. I'm, don't, don't sit up and think we won't because we will. It's in us. Yeah. It is in us to do it. And then when envy gets finished, it's on his little old goat hill saying, I've done it, I told you so. That's how it is. Then envy can't get no rest until, if things can't go its way, can't get no rest until it's, everything's destroyed. Psalms 106, verse 16 and eight through 18. Is that right? <clears throat> They envied Moses also in the camp, and Aaron, the saints of the Lord. The who? The Philistines of the Lord. Isn't that something? Now, brothers and sisters, do y'all think that gets past us? We got to even... We got to be careful that envy don't even run even amongst ourselves. We know that thing is, is as rotten as to the what? Envy is. The earth opened and swallowed up Dathan and covered up the company of Abiram. And the fire... And a fire was kindled in their company, and a flame burned up the wicked. Now, wait a minute now. Hold on. So much for he once saved, always saved again then too, huh? Because these folks was the priest of the Lord. They got burned up, and, and the Bible said they were wicked. You couldn't get no more saved than Coral Date than the Beerum was. God had given him the office of the priesthood to take care of the services of the tabernacle. Yeah. Amen. There's only one more step from there, and that was Moses and Aaron's position. Yes, 
That was it. And then the next position from there is God. They sure ain't getting it. That's why God opened up the earth because he knew what they were after. They wanted to be gods. Falling right off the same spirit as that old wicked devil. And God opened up that earth, did he not? He put it on them too, didn't he? Hey, hey, watch this now. Let's go to, let's look at the spirit, Mark 15, 10. Let's look at the spirit of the chief priest against Jesus. Mind you, we're in envy now. Let me tell you something, brothers and sisters. You know, we, we talk about all these, you know, you go, you go to a lot of places, they won't talk about stuff like this. And the reason why they won't talk about stuff like it because they want you to stay perplexed in ignorance. They don't want you to know the devil's devices. We want you to know the devil's device. Because the more you know about the highway of holiness, the more you know about what God says and what he expects, and the more you know what he warns us about, the less the enemy can overcome you. That's just the truth, brothers and sisters. Unless the enemy can overcome it. Look at Mark 15, 10. Look what the Bible says. Look what it says. Look, 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 at, it. look at here now. For he knew that the chief priest had delivered him because they loved him. No. Because they were fond of him. No. He didn't say that, did he? No. He delivered him for what? Now, mind you, Jesus went about doing good and healing all that was oppressed of the devil, and he still delivered him. And you know the reason, main reason why, anybody here know the main reason why they delivered him for envy? If you don't, I'll go ahead and tell you. I'll tell you the reason why they delivered him. Because they was afraid that Jesus was going to remove their place. They was afraid of it. You'll read it. You sure will, and you'll read it. I tell you, it's a sad thing, brothers and sisters. When you're in Christ Jesus, you ain't never got to worry about moving your place. The only person you got to worry about removing your, your lampstand is you. Amen. Somebody say, well, come here and say candlestick. I know what I'm talking about. John 17, 11. They hated Jesus, did they not? How in the world the most holy and just man that ever lived, you want somebody won't go kill him and deliver him up to, to those people to be crucified. Is that crazy or what? Look at this. John 17, 11. And now I am no more in the world, but these are in the world, and I come to thee, Holy Father. Keep through thine own name those whom thou hast given me, that they may be one as we are. Then that's something God wants us to be. You know, the Lord Jesus' prayer was he wanted us to be just like him. Just like him. Just like, when you're just like Jesus, you're just like the Father. Huh? Is that right? Come on, the Bible said, let me show you how great this thing is to be one with God. I'm going to show you what I, it's a wonderful thing to be one with God. Amen. When a man leaves his mother and father and join unto his wife, them two twain, they become what? One flesh. But he that is joined to the Lord becomes one spirit. Hallelujah. 
Man, you're talking about, that's why you must be born again. You must be born again, saints. And I'm going to tell you right now, the spirit got a whole lot more, it carries a whole lot more than flesh does. Oh, hallelujah. hallelujah. So Jesus knew exactly what he was praying when he was praying. Oh, hallelujah. Is that right? Hey, let's go look at another one. Joseph's brothers over in Genesis 37, 4. Joseph's brothers. Boy, Joseph's brother was something else, wasn't he? Hmm. And when his brethren saw that their father loved him more than all his brethren, when they did what? Saw. When they saw. When they saw. Isn't that something? When they saw, with the eyes, with the sight of the eyes. When they saw. Apparently the father was doing something greater for Joseph than he was for the rest of them. Huh? And let's look and see what happened. They hated him. They what? They hated him. That's why they proceeded on to try to murder him. That's envy. And could not speak peaceably unto him. You ever see some folk can't speak peaceably unto somebody? You looking at envy. <laughs> they got mad. And Joseph, because of the love the father was showing him. What they, sh the kind of spirit they should have had was like, man, brother, I sure, man, I wish I could please the father like you. Instead of having that come, no, nah, they didn't want that, man. They said, the only way we can, we can, we can, we can, we can to get this one, we'll kill him. So they sold him into slavery. If it wasn't for a brother making a petition, brother, they would have stoned him to death. Would they not? Yeah. Acts 7 9. Y'all need, you know, need to reference these together, brother. So to keep these like, like what I usually do, just write the scripture next to it. This is good stuff. Because see, you get to actually see these actions taking place right before our very eyes. Huh? Now, let me ask you a question. How much stuff we got going on around our own selves that, that we don't even see? Because where there's envy and strife, where there's envy and strife, there's confusion. And some evil work, just a few evil works. No, every evil work. Ain't nothing good about it, brothers and sisters. If this thing drives the bone, if it's rotten to the bone, well, it can't be nothing good. No, I can No, -uh. there's only one good jealousy, and that's, that's what God has. That's right. Look what the Bible says. And the patriarchs moved with envy. So we know it was envy. Yeah. So don't think that Pastor Dow said they're making up something. We're putting line upon line, precept upon precept. And the patriarchs moved with envy. Moved with, what motivated them? Envy. It sure wasn't love. Nope. Love don't motivate you to kill. No, no it don't. Amen. Your own brother. That's the devil. Yeah. And he ain't working through nobody but people. Yeah. He ain't in that wall. No. Amen. 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 
sold Joseph into Egypt, but God was with who? And I'll tell you, every single time you ever envious against anyone, or you know someone is envious against someone, you better believe that God is, is with the person, those who are against the, the one who they're envying. Amen. You're going to find yourself kicking against God. Because yeah. remember, he don't respect the person. 1 Samuel 18, 8. Let's go over here and look at Saul and David. There's some good, good, good ones, isn't it? You know, a lot of times we get a lot of good teaching over a, a lot of different subjects and stuff, and when we don't hit these things and go back over again, we let them slip. But they still just as much as alive today. It shouldn't be perplexing us, brothers and sisters. Amen? According to all the works which they have done since the day that I brought them up out of, out of Egypt, even unto this day, wherewith they have forsaken me and served other gods, so do they also unto thee. You know, the Bible talks about in the scriptures that there's a way that people can corrupt themselves. Are y'all folks listening to me? The Bible said there's a way that people can corrupt themselves. You want to hear what it is? By making graven images. Bowing down the statues. Mm-hmm. Making creeping things and things that fly in the air. The Bible said these are the things that corrupt man. And you can't go nowhere without seeing a fish emblem, a dove somewhere, or, or, or some cross and everybody, or, or some little Calvin and the Hobbs guy bowing down to it, or some cross in the church, or some black Jesus, white Jesus, Puerto Rican Jesus, yellow Jesus, green Jesus, hanging up somewhere, and somebody looking at it as if it's God. Thou shalt not make unto thee any engraving images or any likeness or anything of anything. Yeah. And the Bible said these people are corrupting themselves. Yeah. Pastor, I want you to tell us where it's at. Now they go your reading assignment. Go look it up. I'll tell you what Bishop Banks says. It's in the book. <laughs> that Bishop Banks says it's in the book. Go look it up. I know what I'm saying. You don't believe God will send you to hell. That's, that's Mr. Banks. Sure mess his soul. That old man, boy. Look, to serve other gods, so do ye, they also unto thee. Now, therefore, hearken unto the voice. Unto their, no, now, therefore, hearken unto their voice. Howbeit yet protest solemnly unto them. And show them the manner of the king that shall reign over them. Did y'all hear that? And Samuel told all the words of the Lord unto the people and asked of him a what? A king. All right? All right, look what he says right here. And he said, this will be the manner of the king that shall reign over you, and he shall appoint your sons and appoint them for himself and his chariots to be his horsemen and some shall run before the chariots. And then, so we go on and we read on and we read on and read on and then we find out that God has set up Saul to be king. Amen. And then you read on a little bit further, you find out that Saul hated David. Amen. Because God loved David more than he did Saul. Is that right? Amen. Huh? The Bible says God no respect of person. Hmm? How about Saul was rebellious 
kicked against the commandment of God and never was the king that he should have been. And David loved the Lord. Yeah. Amen. And so Saul developed an evil eye. Remember, the Bible said, Saul eyed David. Amen. Now we just got finished showing an example where somebody was looking with an evil eye. And from that time forth, what was Saul's spirit towards David? He wanted to kill him. How many attempts did he make on David's life? Y'all remember the story? Y'all remember the story? Envy kills. Envy says this place ain't big enough for both of us. Somebody got to go. Hey, you got to be careful. That don't even happen in your own homes. Amen, Brother Juan. Hallelujah. Hey, let's look at Sarah and Hagar. Uh-oh. Y'all know these, don't you? Genesis 16. Hey, 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 Sister Ash, you don't see any envy at work? You got to be kidding me. Really? Them folks know what that stuff is? Wow. Hmm. Genesis 16. We're going to go over verse 5. Look at this. And Sarah said unto Abram, My wrong be upon thee. I have given my maid unto thy bosom, into thy bosom. And when she saw that she had conceived, I was despised in her eyes. Is that right? She, was she, uh oh. You hear that? And the Lord judged between me and thee. But Abram said unto Sarah, I behold, thy maid is in thy hand. Do to her as it pleaseth thee. And when Sarah dealt wondrously, joyfully, kindly, she continually entreated. No, I, two wrongs don't make a right. And when Sarah dealt hardly with her, she fled from her face. You know why, man? Who can stand before envy? Does not the book say that, brother and sir? Does the Bible say who can stand before? Come on! Amen. And before it was even written, it showed that nobody can stand before it. You know what I mean? It should get writing, because you know that's a, that's a woman thing right there, you know. You can't conceive, and I can't. I got something on you. And then she forget that she's under authority. And then the other one, she can't control her spirit. She starts dealing cruelly with her, and Hagar kicks the traces. Is that right? Yeah. The reason why Sarah dealt with her like that because she hated her. I know she was justifying her hate, right? Uh-oh. I only get a few people answered. I don't get no women answered. I know we studying the book, right? But we just missed it on purpose. Heard of men in here, none of women. Y'all might don't think there's something wrong with it. There's something wrong with it. I was thinking, you think out loud on this one. Give an answer. I'm gonna tell you right now that Sarah was not justifying her action just because another person looked at her and despised her. And that's the problem that's in the church that you attack me, so I'm gonna attack you. That's the problem in the homes that you attack me, I'm gonna attack you. That's the problem in the world today. You attack me, I'm gonna attack you. So much for brotherly love. 
I, you know, I was saying, who was I talking? I was talking to somebody earlier today. I said, you know what? I sit and look at this thing, and I said, you know what? Even if God shut this thing down right now, he would still be just to send everybody to hell. Every living soul. So I said, hold on, I don't want to go there. Hmm? Well, I got to ask, what, what are you doing to keep from going there? You grieving the Holy One of Israel in any part? And I was talking to brother down there. How many times did I say it? And God was long suffering. He didn't say he had it. He was kicking his heels together and enjoying every moment, did it? And God was long suffering. And God suffered long. I said, man, what capacity does a king have to be suffering like it? And to me, that hurts my heart. Didn't too much bother me when I wasn't born again. Didn't too much care about the long suffering of God before, after. And he made himself known unto me, put his spirit in me. Boy, man, does it grieve. Ooh, Lord of mercy. Ah, that just, oh, that just, I don't like that feeling. Y'all understand what I mean? That's one thing you just can't put in words. God long suffering towards us, not willing that any should perish, but every man repent. Repent, brother and sister. And I'm telling you, that's something that we, we said the words, but we hadn't made it finished in our heart. Because repentance comes from the heart. And we deceive others because some people say, you go to them and say, I repent, I repent, I repent. And they think that what you've done was set them up because you really didn't repent. What you did was set them up so you could take more advantage of them. But see, to the informed believer, they know that, that repentance will bring some fruit. They hear what you're saying, but they're going to watch for some fruit fall before they start to really let the guard down on you. Oh, praise the Lord, brother and sister. Hey, 21, Genesis 21, 9. We know I'm going to stick. I ain't going to go too far. We'll just stick right there. I got one more after this. We'll save the, the, uh, the doozy for the finale. And Sarah saw the son of Hagar, the Egyptian, which she had born unto Abraham, mocking. Wherefore, she said unto Abraham, cast out this bondwoman and her son, for her son, for the son of this bondwoman shall not be heir with my son, even with Isaac. Because the law then, because she was a bondwoman under Sarah and stuff, and when she made a petition to him and stuff, Abraham asked God, God said, do what she says. God ain't going to kick against his own law. He set it up. Oh, boy. Come on, brother and sister. I'm going to tell you the reason why a lot of wives have trouble today because the husbands don't know how to love. No, they don't. The Bible says husbands love your wives. Yeah, it does. 
That's why a man don't even know how to treat a woman today because he don't know how to love. He know how to, he know how to be jealous. He know how to lust. He know how to do all that other nonsense, but he sure don't know how to love. He think giving himself to her is, is whenever, he, whenever he has his sexual arousement. Look at him looking at him. Yeah. Love is giving. The job of the man is, is to secure the wife. For her to have confidence. Yeah, it is. If your man wants some strong homes, it start being a man. Love like Jesus loved the church and gave himself for it. When I was out there on Center Street and I had this couple come by and want to talk to me and he, he was saying, my, my, my wife, my wife won't give me none. That's just how he put it. And I said, well, let's talk to her. I said, ma'am, you willing to talk? Yeah, I'm willing to talk. I said, well, you do know it's wrong, don't you? Well, yeah, I know it's wrong. I said, well, well tell me what's wrong then. Hmm? She said, well, he don't love me. He loved the TV, he loved the football game, the basketball game, the baseball game. And then whenever he comes around and he wants to have somebody to lay on, then he wants to call himself love. I said, man, I said, man, she's right, you devil. Amen. You pig. I guess I have to be hated, man. I've been used to it all this time. It still don't phase me none. I mean, got a few gray hairs. It ain't because I've been, I love being hated because they, they there. That just comes with time. But we're going to speak the truth in love, brothers and sisters. We're going to tell it. Say, when you ever tell your wife you love her? You don't, don't you? love that TV. Oh, honey, I love Channel 2. Oh, I love the Dallas Cowboys versus Pittsburgh Steelers. Oh, Lord, I, honey, bring me some food. Honey, bring me that. I said, man, I can't blame me. For, I'm surprised she hit your side of the head with a black skillet. Probably most attention she'll get from you. So then I went and ran down the scriptures to him and stuff, how a husband ought to be. Then I ran down the scriptures out of wife. Then they was amending each other when it had to pertain to the other. You know, you read the husband's scriptures, they the wife's supposed to be. Then the wife goes, then the husband goes, yeah, uh-huh, amen. Then you read the wife's scriptures, way the husband will be, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I said, both y'all bunch of, y'all act like a pack of jackals. <laughs> It is a shame, ain't it, ain't it, ass? It really is. See, you mean tell me, y'all, man, only, I'm not even sure if either one of you even love each other now. Y'all, only, I'm not even sure if y'all come over here for reconciliation. I think y'all come over here to find out who's right and who's wrong. Yeah. There you go. Come on. Got a hold of them. Amen. Ain't I a stinker? As far as I know, it worked out. You know who it was? 
Dillard's. Oh, you remember now, don't you? Everybody go, oh. Last one, Genesis 4. I'm serious, brother. So you know what? You get into Ephesians and Galatians and stuff, and you hit a little bit of, of uh, uh, Peter. Man, it would tell you your instruction. Especially you go to 1 Corinthians, 7 chapter and stuff. Man, I'm telling you, y'all need to get into this book, brother. So you need to spend more time. You need to have a love affair with God. Get his word in your heart. You get God's word in your heart, it will regulate your attitude. It will regulate your life. It will regulate the way you are, your very being. If you want some real lasting change, you know what David said? I will hide thy word in my heart that I might not sin against thee. And the love of God will cause you to love the right way. Yes, he will, brothers and sisters. Amen. Genesis 4, starting at verse 4. And Abel, he also bought of the firstlings of his flock and of the fat thereof. And the Lord had respect unto Abel and to his offering. The Lord respected Abel, didn't he? Amen. And his offering. Now, I'm going to tell you the reason why the Lord respected Abel and his offering. Because Abel respected the Lord. He didn't come offering up any old kind of nonsense. Some little half-hearted stuff. That's all we tell you, brothers. Come on. Hey, don't the Bible teach? I don't care who you are. The Bible teach whatever you do in word. Somebody say word. word. Deed. Somebody say deed. Do it all. As unto the Lord. So you go get somebody a job, they go do it nonchalant, half butt, dragging rear ends and everything else. That's your, that's your sacrifice, Cain. Uh, that's why your attitude ain't better. That's why your spirit ain't no good. That's why you, and that's why somebody need to go to hell. Because we poo-poo on, ain't nothing important. I said, well, we esteem to be important. But Abel knew was what was what, what God wanted. Cain did too. Abel took the first of everything. Lord, you are worthy of my best. Huh? Y'all hope we remember this next time we have to do something. Hallelujah. When that sun beating down on your brow, that body start getting a little bit tired, or somebody come fussing in your face, hope you remember to offer God your first fruits. My poor Bible. And look what the Bible says. Watch his attitude right here. But unto Cain and to his offering, he had not respect. Isn't that something? And Cain was very wrought, and his countenance fell. I mean, every time I read it, I go, Cain, what is your problem? Well, who do you think you are getting an attitude with the creator of the universe, man? Amen. See, it's a good thing it didn't say Cain and Charles. Because I'd have picked a stick up and knocked his head off. <laughs> yeah, hey, I'm sorry, folks, but everybody's makeup is different. Because I'm for God. 
If he said Cain and Charles and boy, that was me back then, man, I'd shoot. You getting mad at God, man? What's your problem? God probably would have put a lightning bolt right between both of them. Because I'd try to jump him with a stick and knock some sense in his head. I mean, that's the kind of the same attitude I hold today. Man, what in the world's wrong with us? God is very clear what he expects from us. Yeah, he is. Don't tell me you can't do it. It's just that you don't want to do it. Ain't no can't, can't, not can't. You can't. You part of canite. I can't. I can't. I can't. Cain, huh? You didn't come from the bloodline of Cain, did you? Uh-oh. Some of you crack a little smile. You know, when a face is hard, you can crack an egg against it. It's kind of soft. You can't crack an egg against it. Tack that thing hard, boy, and it'll break the yolk and everything. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Look, Brother Mike, back here. Amen. And the Bible said, and his countenance fell. Y'all, come on. We know it. We're familiar with that. And the Lord said unto Cain, why are you wrong? No, why are you mad, man? Why are you angry? And why is thy countenance fallen? Now, here's the kicker. If thou doest well, shall thou not be accepted. God even made provisions for him to go and get it right. Right there. And if thou doest not well, justice is lying at the door. No. Righteousness is lying at the door. No, no sin is at the door, is it? Sin. sin. Lieth at the door. And he said unto thee, look, shall, look, and unto thee shall be his desire, and thou shalt rule. Man, God still said, can't, man, go do right. And you still got to rule over your brother. You the elder. He was still. He, God wasn't even going to take his place. He's going to let him keep the eldership, the rulership. And he said, man, if you just go do right, repentance. Just come on, do it the way I tell you to do it, Cain. But no, we got to show out. That's Cain. He got to show out now. He got he to gotta get angry. His face got to show it. He got to get stiff-necked and hard-hearted. And God is telling him himself. Come on, if you don't want to go do right, man, you got some sin in you. And he wasn't even going to take that from the Almighty. What's this telling us? There's some counsel we ain't even going to take from the Almighty. Well, wait a minute, Pastor. That was Cain. I was asking what bloodline you from. Because we're Abel's. We're more than Abel. Yeah, we are. Amen. Amen. And Cain talked with Abel, his brother. And it came to pass when they were in the field that Cain rose up against Abel, his brother, and slew him. You, you, you know what motivated him, don't you? Cain got the same spirit that Saul had. Same spirit that the scribe and Pharisees had. All he had to do was go do what was right. 
What that's talking to us, brothers and sisters, about him. Come on, you got any ill will in your heart towards anybody, just go do what's right. It'll be well with you, and God accept you. Hallelujah. Amen. Hey, let me leave us one more scripture. You want to write this down? Y'all want to highlight this one. Ezekiel 35, Saints, highlight this one. That's just a suggestion, because I don't even have mine highlighted. I'm going to have to highlight it. Man, Ezekiel 35, verse 11. Let me make sure, let me take it back, see if I got it. I still ain't got it highlighted. All right. Therefore, as I live, said the Lord God. Who's doing the talking? I will even do according to thine anger. Y'all hearing this, brothers and sisters? Now, hey, you know what the Bible said? Anger rests in the bosom of fools. Now, if you're going to be angry, say, you go, you can anger it, but don't sin. Is that right? Now, but look, he's telling the people, you know, God don't change. If it comes, he said, I will not alter nor change anything that has gone out of my lips. Same Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. So we better take heed to these words right here. He said, therefore, as I live, saith the Lord God, I will even do according to thy anger. So a lot of stuff that you are reaping nowadays and a lot of things that you're dealing with nowadays is because of the anger that you've had in the past. What you been mad about? And according to thine envy. Wow. A lot of recompense and reward. You know you ain't going to get it, especially if you don't justify yourself and ain't never repented. Come on, brothers and sisters. Jesus Christ came and made a provision for the curse right there by his blood. Yeah, he did. And if you just continue on walking on this, that's why I keep telling you, you cannot afford going through this life right here with any unrepentant sins of any sins of the past. When God saved your soul, he saved you for salvation purposes. He forgave you for being a sinner. The Bible turns around and commands you to, I pray that your whole spirit, soul, and body be preserved blameless until the coming of the Lord. We got a job to do. Purify yourself, even as he is pure. Let every man examine himself to see whether he be in the faith. Man, that's a lot of microscope to be looking through. Ain't the stuff now is troubling. It's the stuff that's, that's just come behind us is coming up. We praying for a failed crop, man. The crop is coming up. That's why we better start hoeing a brand new hole. Should have started planting a long time ago. Look what he says. Which thou hast you. Look, therefore, as I live, says the Lord God, I will even do according to thy anger and according to thy envy, which thou hast used out of thy hatred. You ever lashed out anyone in hatred? Huh? See, y'all, thank God you're hearing this. I'm, I'm telling you. You better thank God for being born in this time. Because then the curse had to be, it had to go, it had to be played through. Yeah, it did. Look at this. Which thou hast used out of thy hatred against them, and I will make myself known among them when I have judged thee. Can you 
imagine that, brothers and sisters. God's actually going to make himself known against the people you've attacked in your hatred, your envy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Amen. And they're going to say, the Lord is my defense. They sure will. And if they ain't got the Lord and you did it, they're going to turn around and say, I am so glad they got their payment. And you know the wicked will say that too. Man, does anybody read the book anymore? Does anybody read the book? I know we're reading Vogue and everything else, right? You better put that crap down. That stuff ain't going to do nothing for your eternal soul. It ain't going to do a lick of good for it. And in, in this area right here, you'd be good to do like Cindy do and try to have more books that you want to learn something on than, than uh, be taken advantage of and learn nothing. Amen. Come on, you know you just like the way I was. You want to like looking at the cartoons in the sports section. Yeah. Like reading the pictures. Then after the kindness and mercy of God appeared to me, man, that's what I love. That's why I done ran through so many of them things. <laughs> As I've been born again, I know I've been through at least seven of these things. And I'm doing everything I can to hold on to this one. It don't seem like it while I was taking this beating up here. I, I do, I got, I got it taped together. <laughs> Whole sections of fell out and I done put it back in. <laughs> I have books and doesn't spend all that time studying them, marked them up, and then I hear the Holy Spirit say, give them your Bible, and I go, okay. And they, of course, they'll take that, they'll take that one over a new one. They go, ooh, 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 ooh. I say, who all you want, ain't gonna do you a lick of good until you put it to use. Hallelujah. Amen. Can I read one more? We ain't going to do them sit around and talk. Deuteronomy 19. Y'all going to want to highlight this one too. I'm telling you, I'm, I'm putting, I'm, come on, folks. We're getting some good stuff right here. I, I, I will, this will be the last one, all right? I ain't going to make no promises, though. Now, Deuteronomy, I'm sorry, Deuteronomy 29, verse 19 and 20. Now, this, brothers and sisters, you don't ever want to let this one slip. Huh? Y'all there? And it came to pass. When he heareth the words of this curse. Somebody say, hear the words of this curse. Tomoko, don't let Tirza eat the plant. <laughs> when he heareth the words of this curse, look, that he blessed himself in his heart. Now wait a minute, do y'all understand this kind of language? If you don't understand this kind of language, I'm gonna explain it to you here in just a second. Don't read ahead either. And it came to pass when he heareth the words of this curse that he will bless himself in his heart. Saying, I shall have peace, though I walk in the imagination of mine heart to add drunkenness to thirst. Y'all understand that? 
Which one of y'all brothers want to want to get some understanding on this one? If you don't, I'll, I'll hit it now. Go ahead, brother Rich. Yeah, let me give you some more simple terms. This is a person that has decided to define peace for themselves. In other words, they don't care what they don't care what the word says. They're gonna do what they want to do, and they said, "Look what he said: I shall have peace, though I walk in my in what in the imagination of my heart to add drunkenness to thirst." Then he goes on to say, "And the Lord will not spare him, but then the anger of the Lord." Look, and his jealousy shall smoke against that man. And all the curses that are written in this book shall lie upon him. And the Lord shall blot out his name from under heaven. In other words, you can give somebody the truth of God's word and they say, I don't care what you say, I'm going to do what I want to do. You can tell them, man, don't you know that's a curse, man, and you're disobeying God and you're on the curse. Now, I don't care what you say. I'm going to have peace for myself. I'm going to do it my way. you talking about a, a level of arrogance and pride. There it is right there. And God said, okay, good. I got something for you. I'm going to blot your name. Now, first, I'm going to give you some smoke. And then I'm going to blot your name out of my book. That's what I'm going to do. And, and there go another one. One of those things about somebody who was saved. They got their name blotted out again. Brother, sisters, there are people that are walking in the imagination of their own heart. They could care less what God's word say. They want to pass themselves off as believers, but they're going to do what they want to do. They don't care. They don't care. See, in this case right here, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a serious sin for drunkenness. I don't care what nobody, oh man, I don't care what they said. I'm going to drink my fill. Do what I want to do. And I'm going to have my own peace. In other words, they're going to have peace without God. Remember a long time ago I told us, I said, man, we're in a generation where people believe that God is an intruder into their lives. There go your scripture right there. People defining God for themselves. They do it in religious ways, too. I don't care what nobody say. I, I want to serve God the way I want to serve God. Oh, you are? How in the world can you serve God without this, without this book giving instruction? We bless the name of Jesus. Amen. Well, we hope that this blessed you somehow. I do got another one, but y'all let y'all write it down. Now, if you don't want it, don't worry about it. We'll go ahead and go. We'll go ahead. Man, everybody don't want it, man. Shoot. Proverbs 6, 34 and 35. Read that. All right. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your words of truth. We glorify your holy name, Jesus. We bless you for your word. May these sayings sink down into our heart. And we honor you. Thank you for saving our soul, Father. We live for you and give you the glory. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Bless you, saints. Bless you.